This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Okay, so today for the podcast, I'm speaking to Catherine Gladwin, who is a VA and she also coaches virtual assistants. And she is an expert on email marketing and particularly MailChimp. And Catherine has agreed, very kindly agreed to come and talk to me today because I have a lot of people in my community who really want to set up an email list, but they're not quite sure how to go about it. And they find it a little bit overwhelming. So I thought I would ask Catherine to come along and do MailChimp or email marketing made simple and share her knowledge. So Catherine, can I just have a quick intro from you and tell me a little bit about what, who you are and what you do? Yeah, well, firstly, I've, I've already said before you press record, but I'm so grateful that you invited me along to do this because it, you know, it means a lot. Um, so, yeah, I've been a VA for, I think, about five years now. I may change that length of time if asked another time because I don't <laughs> remember. Um, my specialities are MailChimp and bookkeeping. They're two things that I really enjoy. And I, it sounds really sad, but I guess I love statistics. I love seeing how often people are opening my newsletters or my clients' newsletters. So that's something that I really enjoy. But as well as that, I'm the author of the book, How to Be a Virtual Assistant. Um, and I mentor business owners online to help them build a safe, sustainable business. Um, and just writing my second book at the moment, which is aimed at all service providers. So uh, yeah, exciting times. You know, we're, we're, we're recording this during lockdown, so I needed to keep myself busy somehow. So I thought, okay, I'll write a book. <laughs> Sick. Oh, no, that's really good. And lots of people actually who might be listening have been writing books as well, which I think is just so brilliant. So yeah, you using your time wisely. Um, and I've read Catherine's um, How to Be a VA. It's really, really helpful. So if you have a VA or you're thinking of getting one, I would definitely get that on Amazon and send it to them. Um, so yes, what I wanted to do next is just to explain a little bit about the people who listen to um, my podcast or read my blog. Um, so they are pet business owners um, and some of them make products. So like dog, lovely dog leads and collars and coats and like some absolutely gorgeous creations with like lovely snuggle blankets and beds and all kinds of things like that. Um, and then the part of the community are service providers. So they're pet sitters, they have they might own a boutique cattery, they might be a dog walker, a dog groomer, a dog trainer. Um, so it's a it's a split really of products and service businesses. Um, and what I wanted to talk to you about today is the benefits of having an email list generally and then the benefits for each um, each of those businesses. So if we start first of all about um, you know to talk about what what is an email list and why is it important? Absolutely. And it's the best question to start with as well, because it's so easy to think, oh, my God, building an email list is just something else I have to do. I've got enough to do. Where will I find the time? So what I want to start with is by saying everybody starts from zero. So somebody may say to you, I've got 16,000 people on my email marketing list. Brilliant. But they started from zero. So don't worry that you've got to start from zero. The main reason for having an email marketing list is so that you can talk to people away from social media away from face to face social media is borrowed and can go at any time i refer back to the coronavirus we didn't see that come in we didn't know what impact it would have on the world but it does go to show that things can happen beyond our control I've had clients that have lost their Facebook business page they've been hacked they've lost their Instagram account 
and if if you've ever tried to contact one of these big organizations like facebook linkedin or instagram you'll know how hard it is to communicate with them and you are one of million millions of people so if you want to get your page back up or get it back off the hackers or anything like that you're going to have a battle on your hands you'll probably lose it forever and with that goes your audience however if you've got an email list you've got a way of talking to your audience away from social media at any time and as you'll know as your as your listeners will know not everybody sees social media posts so you and I are talking now. I'm not seeing any posts online at this time because we're talking. But if somebody was to send me an email, I can go back to that later on when we've finished our recording and read it. It's a great way for talking to people that perhaps aren't on social media or are too busy or don't see every post because even if you like a page, you're not notified when that page posts or anything like that. Um, I think they're the main benefits. Um, the, the big thing is not relying on somebody else's platform. You absolutely need to build a list away from social media so that you can talk to your customers. And I think one of your questions in a bit is what sort of things you can say yeah. to your customers. So I won't cover that yet, but I was about to go off on a tangent and talk about <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, no, that's brilliant. Thank you for explaining that because um, I think that, I think the overwhelm, um, I think the really, um, really helpful reasons you've given about having an email list will help people think, actually, no, um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to tick this off the to do list. I'm going to spend a little bit of time and get it done. Um, and while we're in lockdown, obviously, that's a great opportunity to do things, do the things that we want, we've wanted to do for a long time, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and towards, you know, throughout this podcast recording, I'll, I'll give your audience some very easy tips on how they can build that email marketing list from zero to a thousand subscribers so um yeah i'll give some tips in a bit fantastic okay i'll be tuning into those too as well so what would you say is that put, what do you think puts people off um creating an email list for the part of the reason that i said at the beginning is you, you think well i haven't got anybody on it you know for, for a couple of weeks all i had on mine was my mum and she replied to every bloody email as well which you know bless her <laughs> I thought this you know I, I need this email list I need it I need it I need it and it's it's daunting when you think well I've had nobody sign up nobody's replying I'm not selling anything from it but it takes time it's just like marketing it is another form of marketing it takes time to build up people need to get to know like and trust your emails and uh, to give an example as well, people don't always read these newsletters and emails that fall into their inbox on the day they're received. I was off poorly for about four months last year in the beginning of this year, and I was accumulating all of the newsletters that I enjoy reading and then didn't read them for three, four months later yeah. and then took action from them. So it does sometimes feel like you're talking to an empty room, but you've got to keep doing it and eventually it will pay dividends absolutely so um I'll just give you an example there actually a couple of months ago i started to do um like a power hour where people can pay for spend an hour and um, talking about anything publicity related and i think i sent an email out to say this is what i'm doing and i had an email back a few weeks ago from that 
particular email saying, actually, um, I'd like some help because um, I'd like to get some radio coverage, basically, with coronavirus happening. And um, so, yeah, you're right. People do hang on to those emails and then come back to you. With Absolutely. They had months ago. Yeah, they might not have the time to, to look at it or they might not have the money to action it, but they'll put it on their to-do list and you don't know what they're doing with that email. They don't have to click a link and take an action straight away if they don't want to. Okay, so I think the next step would be how do you get, so you decide you're going to have an email list. We're going to talk about how to step-by-step step on how to create that next, but um, how would you get people to register? What are the different ways you can get people onto your email list? Um, this is something that I cover in my new book because one question, I do MailChimp power hours and one question or one thing that a lot of people say is I've got nobody on my email list. Nobody's joined it. I've set it up and nobody's joined it. So my response is when did you last share the sign up form? Oh yeah, I haven't. So, <laughs> so to get people to sign up, you need to share the sign up form with them and you can share that in social media. You can share that as a separate tab on your website. You can share it in the footer on every page of your website. You could put it in leaflets. If you do leaflet drops, you could put it on the bottom of receipts when you send somebody a receipt, if they're buying a product from you, or if you send people invoices um, for dog walking and things like that. So any opportunity that you get to talk to people, and I'm saying talk in inverted commas, so if you're talking to people online or sending them invoices or anything like that, put a link to your sign-up form. Uh, also put it in your email signature as well. So put it everywhere, overwhelm people with it. But another way that people use to get people onto their email marketing list is to create some form of lead magnet. And I believe you've spoken to your audience already about what a lead magnet is, haven't you? Yeah, I'm sure there are a couple of clients who I've worked with um, about just, um, this has mainly been on lives and that kind of thing actually, um, about things that they can create that will make people, um, that you know, they can either put on the website or put on social media that will make people hand over their email addresses. So um, like one of the ladies, Harriet, for example, she's doing a, um, she's writing a book about recall, but she has, a lead magnet on her website about you know things that people need for a dog walk and and recall tips that kind of thing and then there's another lady called Anna she's just done a grooming challenge so she's had lots of people sign up to the grooming challenge and then they've handed over their email on the um on the you know on the questions that people have on a Facebook challenge sign up page yep. she's had their email addresses that way and I've actually bought one of her products from being on the email list so that's why I was really keen to get you to chat actually because I know it works um, absolutely yeah so you can create lead magnets and they could be it could be offers um, so you could say um, subscribe to our newsletter to receive 10% off your first dog walk or to receive 10% off our, our latest product or, or something like that. Or the lead magnet, like you say, I mean, I love Anna's idea of the grooming techniques, especially now when people can't get their pets to the groomers yeah. and they're having to do it at home. Um, maybe I should share a picture with your audience of my mum's attempt at grooming the, uh, Westie. Oh, please do. Definitely. Oh, poor dog. Poor dog. It's, it's, it's very sad to see. <laughs> But um, yeah, you don't have to give somebody a discount or an offer. It can be something that's going to educate them or give them some ideas or to share something valuable with them on, on what you do to show you as the expert. So definitely at the moment, I've seen um, a dog walking franchise online have been sharing some tips on how to keep your dogs entertained indoors because you can only go out once a day. 
um, if you haven't got a garden or something like that, because there are some people in flats, aren't there? Um, so they've been sharing those online and, and they're missing a trick, not putting those in a in a newsletter or in a, you know, saying to sign up for more tips, give, put your email address here. So, uh, yeah, think about what you are sharing online and whether you could limit it maybe somewhat um, and just entice people with a few tips and say to receive some more tips, sign up to my newsletter. Just kind of make that your aim to keep getting relevant people on your email newsletter list. Yeah, this is really good to hear, actually, because there's a few people who are doing these fantastic challenges and that, you know, they're creating lots of video content, loads of social media content. And actually, when they're, they're putting all this work in, what they could do is just as a final thing on that video or the final um, you know, line in a, in a text post, they could say, you know, if you want to have a download or if you want more tips or you want to be if you want to be notified every time I share a resource or video, um, you can sign up my email email um for my emails even um and then you know that's fantastic they've captured that person and they have you know they they, they have that that two-way conversation rather than trying to talk from in the noise that we have on whatever social media platform we're on absolutely something i forgot to mention actually if i can throw it in um about getting people to sign up i personally i hate pop-ups on websites it's like oh go away you know i I'm, i just want to look at the website but I've got pop-ups on my own websites to encourage people to sign up to my newsletter and they are the biggest converter for getting people to sign up. So don't dis what my point is, is don't disregard something just because you don't like it. Cause I almost did that because I don't like pop-ups. So I thought, right, I'm not having a pop-up on my website, but as soon as I put it on there, it was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> they are quite popular. <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah. I need to get a pop-up back on my website. Then yeah, get it on there. Thing as you, I thought I don't like them, and I'm going to turn it off. So I've just got, um, I've got like a little form that people can fill in. My lead magnet is a press release template because that's what people ask me for most of the time. So, so yeah, that's a, that's a great tip. So I need to get my pop-up back up. Yeah, uh, thank you. Um, okay, so we talk, touched a little bit on this on the lead magnet side, but what kind of things, so you've got, you've, you've set up your email list, we'll break that down in a moment, but um, once you've got your email and it's set up and you've got some people signing up for it, what kind of things can you send out to them? So, so once you've got them signed up, um, I know that one of the questions coming up from you in a minute is how often to send, but I'm going to answer that now if, if that's okay, because it kind of falls into this question as well. Um, so firstly, how often to send and just send a newsletter when you've got something valuable to say. People aren't sat there waiting for your newsletter every Tuesday at 10 o'clock. Yeah. And if you overwhelm yourself and overpromise yourself that you're going to definitely send a newsletter every week without fail and you've not got anything valuable to talk to your audience about, you're going to send a really dull boring email and your that will lead to unsubscribes mm -hmm. so just send when you've got something valuable to say and then the sorts of things that you can send um you could talk to people about what you've been doing um share your day with them you know a day in the life of a dog walker if you're looking for more dog walkers perhaps you could talk about that um but a day in the life of a dog walker could also entice people to want to to give their dogs to you to walk because um, they know how much you enjoy it. You could talk about your products. You could talk about maybe additional services. Um, if you do dog boarding, you could talk about, you know, we've just got our license. We're so proud to get our license from the local council, something like that. 
Um, you could talk about something that you found out. So um, Baker's Complete is absolutely rubbish and this other alternative is brilliant. I don't know if Baker's Complete is rubbish. So if this goes, <laughs> if your podcast goes viral, I don't want to be sued by Baker's Complete. <laughs> like that. I mean, you can also use your newsletter to talk to your team. So if you've got a team of dog walkers, you could talk to them as well every month sort of look what we've been up to this month we've taken on four new clients um we've had these testimonials sandra was the best dog walker because she picked up three lots of poo with one poo bag or so you know something <laughs> 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 like that. that now that you would open with that with that um with that title wouldn't you how many bits of poo can you open with one poo bag yeah <laughs> it's like how many people can you get in a mini yeah um but also to also let your audience know that um in the uk under gdpr you can contact people that have bought from you previously as long as the products or services are related so if somebody's purchased um uh, maybe a product of yours or they've they've had your dog walking services in the past for a short period of time you can get back in touch with them so you could tell them about any offers you've got any new services any new products you could follow up with them and say look looking to build our google reviews and and wondered if if you found our services useful and enjoyed us then we'd love a positive review on google and and then finish that with if you had any problems please let us know first so that we can make the change and that avoids people being daft sometimes um but yeah there's there's so many things that you can talk about um and it's you know if you've had some press as well share it with your um your newsletter community because as you know press elevates your status you might not think it does but um because rachel makes it so easy to to get but um yeah press elevates your status and people are like oh well i'm going to choose that dog walker over that one because she's been on the bbc yeah so, Oh no, that's really good to hear. Thank you, um, and thank you for saying that. I make it easy. As well. yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's really good actually, because there's a few. Um, there's a few because I sign up for a lot of the people who are in my community's email newsletters. So when I see that they've had press and they've put it in there, I'm like, yes, they've done it. Brilliant. They've done what I say. Well so, done to everybody that's got it as well. So I know, and it is good. It does. It, I always say, you know, it it just gives that little bit of star quality to people, and it does. It does really make you stand out head and shoulders above the competition so Definitely. it does make a real difference so ideas to put in in, in in newsletters there's just so many things to go at and I think people do like to hear about um you know we ha I have people who um, get fantastic awards like small business awards or they might do yeah. um, small business Sunday um with Theo Pathetis I can never say his name properly um and load, they do loads of really exciting things so your newsletter is a chance to really shout about what you're doing absolutely and, and my tip as well is to make them short they don't need to be long I mean if there's if there's too much there you've got to think people are scrolling and if there's too much on there it's better to read nothing because there's too much to read. So just make it just a couple of things every month or every fortnight or every six weeks, however often you want to send a newsletter. Just, um, I don't know whether you agree, Rachel, but I, I think less is often more. Just stick to one thing if you've only got one thing to say. 
absolutely no i do agree actually i get i do get the fear about emailing my list as well so i only usually email if i've got a podcast episode out or if i see something on like a tv listing and i think oh my gosh that could be a great content opportunity for a dog trainer or a dog groomer i usually email about that and i used to have a really well segmented list i don't any marks have changed but anyway um so yeah i don't you know i don't i do try and do quality um over quantity i don't yeah no that's brilliant because because people then associate you with relevant quality content they know it's you know they're not going to think oh god is this going to be one of them where she just shares all the old blog posts or is this going to be something relevant yeah oh yeah no that's really good to hear so thank you um okay so we've got loads of ideas and um and you've taken loads of overwhelm away from actually setting the whole thing up and getting it going and the other thing i wanted to say actually is that um let's say if you're a product business and you've collected emails um when you've been because a lot of people who um who i deal with go to like lots of these brilliant dog festivals or or pet shows that kind of thing so they will have um, they'll have collected email addresses so if they've done that and they're they're thinking actually i want to start a list that's, that's a great place for them to start isn't it so they could do the they could maybe do an initial email saying we've decided to begin a newsletter would you like um we i mean how would you go about that would you say would you like to subscribe or would you just kind of put them on the list well uh caveat here that i'm not um legally trained i don't have any gdpr training um so i'm just going to say what i would do mm -hmm. if i'd collected business cards then i would put them on my newsletter list my my subscriber list and because i use a system called mailchimp there's automatically an unsubscribe button in the footer of every email you send out via mailchimp you can't get rid of that unsubscribe button that is there um, so people can easily unsubscribe from it um, so that there is uh, that's what i would do i would add them to my list and if you are going to do the same then make sure it's easy and obvious for how people can unsubscribe so i recommend using something like mailchimp or um, there's things called MailerLite or aweber there's lots of different systems and you can mailchimp you can use for free um, so there's lots of different systems and it, using one of those enables the the recipient to unsubscribe easily sometimes i mean i've had one woman come back to me and say um i'm not interested in your services please take me off your mailing list and i just replied and went well you signed up you can press the unsubscribe button and she <laughs> did you know the time it's taken you to have a moan you could have done it yourself but yeah there's that that is that is the process i would take Okay, well, do you know what? I was actually going to go through the setup, but I'm going to go through the um, the, the fears that emailing can sometimes come up, make you have because you've just touched on that there. So, I had an email last week actually saying, "Please take me off your list," and I did just think, "Oh," and it does give me the fear a little bit. Um, and I, I know that I should just not be such a big wet blouse, um, if you can still say things like that. Anyway, um, so yeah, how do you cope with unsubscribes? What what's your advice for? For people when, well, when they're I, starting out and they're a bit like oh they take it yeah. feel like a bit of a sting so what's your advice for that a absolutely well i i use mailchimp and i've got the app on my phone as well so um because like i said at the beginning of the podcast i'm a bit obsessed with stats and things like that i'm always checking see how many subscribers i've got and at the beginning of my of growing my newsletter community 
um, I would look at every unsubscribe a little bit too much as well. I'd look at their name, then I'd go and look at them and link on LinkedIn and think, why have you unsubscribed from my list? <laughs> and of course, if somebody has unsubscribed, you can't go and ask them um, because they've unsubscribed, so you can't contact them again. And I had one woman, uh, so when you unsubscribe, if any of your audience have ever unsubscribed, you know that you sometimes get the option to say why you've unsubscribed. One woman put, because it's spam. And I thought, hang on a minute, you signed up for it. And you can see now my voice is getting a little bit high pitched because I'm getting a bit angry even thinking about <laughs> it. <laughs> but I've got over that now, Rachel, because the reasons for people unsubscribing, we're not clairvoyance. We have no idea. You know, um, I have people subscribe because they are a competitor and they want to see what I'm doing. And then they unsubscribe because they've got the knowledge that they want and they, want to they don't want to be seen on your mailing list, but they don't realize that we've already seen them on there. So, so I've had competitors sign up and unsubscribe. I've had people unsubscribe because they're no longer in the business sphere that is relevant to my business sphere. So what I'm sending them is no longer relevant. People pivot, people change. Um, if you're a dog walker and somebody unsubscribes, maybe they very sadly lost their dog or maybe they've moved out of your area. Um, if you're selling products, maybe their partner's lost their job. Mm -hmm. They can't afford it. They can't even afford to be enticed by something new and shiny. So it's better for them to unsubscribe for a while. Sometimes people unsubscribe because they've accidentally signed up with two email addresses. There are lots and lots of reasons why people unsubscribe. And it's very rarely because you're a bad, horrible person. <laughs> so um, you kind of have to tell yourself, I would rather have people on my mailing list that are interested in what I've got to say and what I want to sell them than people that aren't. So they're doing you a favour by unsubscribing, really. Well, thank you. That was as much that was as much benefit to me as it will be for people who are listening. Because oh, good. Yeah, it's really good to have it hammered home. No matter, you, you can't say that in enough times, can you? The reasons why people might not want no. to them anymore, no. uh, particularly if you know, especially when it's something so emotional like a pet. And if somebody does lose a pet, then they might not want to hear about the products that you're providing. So that's that's really really helpful. Thank you. So talk me through then how we how we set up MailChimp. So let's say let's hope hopefully people have decided that yep I'm going to do this now. Can you give me a really um, simple step by step on um, setting up MailChimp? Sure. So you just need to set up your account initially, and that takes a few minutes. You know, you put in your email address, you put in your name and everything. You go to MailChimp.com and do that, um, and that's your account set up. You then need to go in and create your first sign-up form. And there is a how-to on MailChimp, but it's not overly easy. So the first thing you need to do is your sign-up form. And then from there, you can add your branding. So any logo that you've got and a picture of you so that your newsletter looks pretty and consistent. And then when you've done all of that, you can then create a template newsletter so that whenever you want to send a newsletter, you just go to that template and insert the up-to-date information that you want to tell your community. Um, like I said, there are help pages on MailChimp, but even though I'm an advocate of MailChimp, they are, I will say they are less than helpful. So uh, I did mention to Rachel before that I have created my own webinars to help people go from not knowing anything about MailChimp to confidently 
send in newsletters as regularly as they want. Um, and in these webinars, I also talk about how to um, write subject headings because that's really important. You've got to get the subject headings right, which will entice people to open them. Um, how to talk, how to put the content together, and, and basically. I take you through step by step very, very quickly, but very simply how to set up a MailChimp account. And like I said, go from nothing to as confident as, as you can be in sending newsletters. Brilliant. OK. And then those sign up forms, um, you can get them. You can either do it yourself or get your web person to put them on your web can you get them in sorry yeah absolutely you can embed them on your website so you can put them as i recommended earlier to have them in on your website like on on the footer mm -hmm. of every page so that it's it's in people's faces um and also they your web person can put them as a pop-up as well or you can if you um if you've got wordpress if you install the plugin headers and footers mm -hmm. and then copy the pop-up code that MailChimp generates for you and just put it in there it will act as a pop-up there are also lots of MailChimp plugins that you can put in MailChimp for WordPress MailChimp for WooCommerce all sorts of things so um yeah MailChimp is works with so many different plugins on WordPress and and with Stripe and things like that that it's it's a good one to have Brilliant. OK, and I know we touched on it earlier, but if you've done a great Facebook post or a great video that people are really liking, you can put the link on there as well and get them to sign up there, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can. Uh, if you do YouTube, I don't know whether any, whether any of your um, audience do YouTube, but you can have a button that pops up on your YouTube channel. Um, mine is by my book, I think, but I think I should change it to join my newsletter community and, and have that on there so that people can click on it. Brilliant. Now that's really helpful. Thank you. Um, and then you also mentioned a little bit about cost. You can have a free MailChimp account as well, can't you? So tell me about the free version. Yeah, absolutely. You can have a free MailChimp account up to 2000 subscribers. So that, that will take a long time to get to 2000 subscribers unless you're just bossing it. Then that's that's absolutely brilliant. But um, yeah, do take advantage of the free account. It, it enables you to do all of the basics. You you don't need to pay for it. And um, until your newsletter is is turning a return on investment, keep it free for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So the next thing I wanted to talk to you about is about press coverage and about how you can have a very special email list um, for the gym for the media contacts that you've built up. So I just want to tell you a little bit of background about Catherine because I know her. We're in a membership community, so I've known Catherine for coming up to about two years, and she is so good at doing the things that I tell you to do, like getting the get on journal requests, getting the Facebook groups like Lightbulb and Feature Me, where you can see brilliant. You can connect with journalists and get great opportunities so tell me first of all Catherine and don't be modest about the different publications you've been in because you've done great haven't you uh well um I've been um it started with mail online which was the scary one because we all know what daily mail online's like for comments so that kind of got me over the fear of getting press and thinking that you know I can't possibly be in the press because the paparazzi would be sat outside and my <laughs> my whole name will be ruined and my reputation and that was the fear I had but um yeah so I started with Mail Online I've been in Forbes, Metro, um I used to do a regular thing with the local BBC radio I used to do a newspaper review but they've stopped that now not not stopped me going but they've stopped the newspaper review um 
I've I had a wonderful article printed in The Guardian, which was huge for my business and for elevating me. More recently, I've been I, I've, I've been in the Independent, iNews, and more recently, I was in Cosmopolitan, the uh, May edition. So printed in April, but the May edition of uh, Cosmopolitan. So it, whew, it's been uh, it's been wonderful. Wow, that's brilliant. So, um, so yeah, big up to Catherine for doing all the things that, that you need to do to get this. And, and it's just always great to actually speak to someone who has, who, who's had so much from, um, you know, from, from really working on getting your press coverage. Um, so I wanted to talk about your media email list. So how do you, how do you keep those, those really important contacts that you've had, that you've been interviewed by, that you've built a relationship with? How do you work with them and how does it work with your email list? So I've not added them to an email list per se, but I've got a folder in my own email account, which is labelled PR contacts. Yeah. And any emails from them goes in there um, so that I can contact them at a later date if I feel I've got something relevant to any publication that they're working with. But in addition, what I also do is I follow them on social media. So if they've got Twitter, I will follow them on Twitter and I connect with them on LinkedIn and when I see that they're doing anything or even if it's not to do with looking for people for articles, if they're just talking about their favorite chocolate bar or something like that, I will reply to it so that I'm, I'm under their radar all the time. Um, I had the Guardian journalist contact me the other day on LinkedIn asking me to um, help her with some sort of ebook she's creating. Um, so I did got a conversation going and you know it's lovely to know that I'm still on her radar and uh, and we got and we got chatting again so if she perhaps wanted me for anything she knows that I'm accessible and reply quickly wow okay so that's what I'm always I I you know I try to emphasize as much as possible about being that helpful person so like one of the exam examples I use is if you're using Twitter and you see a journalist from your local paper needs a personal trainer or something and your partner or friend is one you just recommend them because you've just helped them out at the end of the day as a journalist we just want people who help us and we always yeah. go back to the people who help us because they're so oh grateful. I do that I do it all the time just naturally and I, I didn't even think to mention that but there's a um she was in the membership as well, um, Rachel Beth, that does Mama Life London. Okay. I tagged her into something on Twitter once where a journalist was looking for something and she got her products listed in Hello magazine as a result of it. So, yeah, it's uh, it's always good to to look at these journal requests. And even if they're not for you, think, do I know anybody that they could help or that, that could help the journalist? And uh, you're seen as you're just remembered then as well. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. So with your with the journalist contacts that, that you have, um, that's a private list that, that you just keep an eye on them and you nurture them and you look at what look at what they're working on um, and just keep in touch, basically. But I guess at the same time, if you had like a business journalist on there, if when you bring your book out, you could you could send her a copy. Or... Absolutely. I've, yeah, I've already got a few screenshots of some business book yeah. reviewers um, and journalists that I'm going to send a free copy to when it's published yeah to, to try and get a review on it <laughs> uh, no I wanted to uh, include that with with all the email um all the email info that you've given because it's really helpful because I did want to obviously bring you back to publicity and you've done such a great job of uh, doing that yourself thank you okay so I'm so grateful for your time and all the information you've shared there it's been really really helpful so I've, my final question really is if you want to set one up and you're feeling oh you're still feeling overwhelmed um 
what are your options okay well you can you can always get somebody else to do it you can go and find an expert um like i said mailchimp is my thing so i can always help um, and I do host power hours as well so that we on Zoom so that we can do it together or I can help you with any issues you're facing, whether that's how to write the content, how to navigate MailChimp, anything you're, you're finding a, um, a barrier for you. But what I'd also like to talk about is that I've created some pre-recorded webinars, like I said, um, that take you from not knowing anything about MailChimp to sending newsletters like a like a pro they're just two webinars and they're about an hour in total so half an hour each and my price for those is 29 but i wondered could i offer them to your group for 14 the 50 percent off just just because i know that things that hold people back from from starting an email marketing list is the overwhelm of knowing what to do and and rachel you know we've we've built up this relationship between us and and I'd love to offer that to your audience so I could create a code for you and, and send that over to you if you like. That would be amazing. Thank you so much. That's really kind and generous of you because like, like you say, it is that thing that holds people back. And actually, if you've got a little bit of handholding, whether it's a webinar or somebody going through it with you, or even just listening to this and thinking, actually, it doesn't sound as scary or massive as you think, yeah. uh, makes a massive difference. So I'm really, really thankful. Um, Not at all. Thank you. Okay. Well, um, I will let you go. Um, but what I'm going to do is in the, I will do a blog post with this episode and in the show notes that you find on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening. Um, there will be a link for Catherine's website and also a link for the discount code that she's offering. So it's 50% off for 48 hours. Um, so that's really, really generous. Thank you. Um, and then final, final question, if people want to find out about you. So the, the other thing I wanted to say is that Catherine has, um, she's a VA, a VA um, mentor. So if you are looking for a VA for anything um, and you need support, whether it's, you know, doing stuff on your website, then Catherine is your woman. So I would recommend that you, um, you, you know, follow her on Twitter or connect on social media. But oh, breathe. Where can people <laughs> find out about you, Catherine? Where would you like um, people to go to find out more? I would love people to connect on LinkedIn. So my name's Catherine Gladwin or take a look at my website. It's delegateva.co.uk. Okay. And final thing, tell me about your books. Um, you've got your new book coming out, haven't you? So tell me a little bit about, about that and where they can find it and when they can, when they can buy it. Yeah. So my new book is the 20% rule. It's aimed at business to business service based businesses um, I need to work on that line, don't I? Um, it's how to avoid famine as a small business owner. And it takes you through everything you need to do to build a safe, sustainable business. Um, and it's based on not only my own personal experiences, but how I mentor other business owners as well and the successes that they've created as a result. So I took four months off because I had to have surgery last year. And my business kept going. I had no loss of income, but I couldn't work um, because I'd created that safe, sustainable business. Um, and again, I touch wood, you know, we're in the middle of coronavirus and I've not lost any business. Um, we're, we're still OK. So I'm sharing all of that in my new book, which I'm hoping will be published September this year, probably before that on Kindle. But if you head to my website, delegateva.co.uk, there's a link at the top that says books and you can find out more about it. You can pre-order or you can join my mailing list. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a brilliant point for us to finish on. So thank you so much. And Not at all. I'll see you soon. And thank you so much for the generous offer as well. That's really kind. Thank you, Rachel.
Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.